Hello and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and oilseed and fibre markets. My name's Olivia Agar. Thanks for listening into episode 261. Our guest today has their finger on the pulse of the northern cattle market. Jess Clark is a market reporter based in Dalby for Argus Media, and we're very excited to have her on Commodity Conversations today to get her insight into how the wet conditions in Queensland have been affecting the northern market, how the supply and demand picture is looking for feedlots and what that means for the future of the grain-fed outlook. We will get straight into the episode today. We hope you enjoy this one with Robert Herman and Jess Clark. It's great to welcome Jess Clark along. Jess, we've been watching with interest as Argus uh, has continued to progress, if you like, in the northern cattle market. You've done a really good job in establishing the Argus indicators. Tell us a little bit about Argus and the cattle indexes that you produce. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Robert. Um, it's great to be here today with you. Um, so Argus is a global commodity price reporting and market analysis agency. Um, we've got our prices are auditable and often used in contracts um, and financial documents. So we've got um, two cattle prices and two box beef prices that we currently report on. The two cattle prices are our northern feeder crossbred steer, um, which is a milk to two to zero to fifty one percent breed content. <clears throat> Um, 380 to 480 delivered within 300 kilometres of Dolby and then just recently at the start of this year we launched a northern Angus feeder steer which is a 380 to 500% breed content um, milk to two tooth and, and an Angus cross Angus delivered within in 400 kilometres of Dolby so all of our prices all of our cattle prices are, are within that dying downs Dolby area. So it's something of interest to a lot of people in the industry, Jess. How do you collect this information? Because it's not just public sale yard data, but other sources as well. Explain how all that works and how you verify the accuracy of that data. Yeah, definitely. So I guess we're sort of looking for as many data points as we can get each week to put together accurate pricing. Um, so, I mean, we, we I, I do go to the Dolby sale yards each week. Um, we contact feedlots, livestock agents, processes, producers, we use data from online platforms. Uh, we're just looking to get as many data points as we can. Um, but predominantly we do speak to a lot of feedlots and we get a lot of direct pricing from them, grid pricing. Um, we don't have a mathematical algorithm, I suppose, that we put together the price. We use more of an editorial judgment um, to get an average of all the accurate prices or the prices that we deem accurate from that week um, for the market each week. So that's how you collect the information and it goes into the report that Argus publish. Who else uses this information? How widely is it distributed, Jess? Yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of feedlots are using it in contracts from producers now. Um, a lot of producers like to use it that aren't in the market each week, day in, day out, seeing what how the market is moving and, and what different things are impacting the market. Um, feedlots also like to use it in a lot of their internal benchmarking. Um, banks and financial institutions like to use it in in some of their financial documents. Um, so we're sort of seeing a real wide variety of uses for the prices. Um, and it, all, it also can be used um, for, for a cattle swap as well. I've noticed in your last report, you noted that supply is being impacted by the wet conditions in 
Queensland. And we're just going through another cyclone. How is it affecting the market? Yeah, definitely. It's affected the market pretty dramatically. Well, the wet weather across the board since sort of December has impacted the market. Um, supply to feedlots like logistics, being able to move trucks, get cattle from A to B, it's been impacted. Also, producers are looking to hang on to cattle. They're looking to get as many weight gains on them as they can before they're trying to sell them. So those those two things have really been the main drivers of, of a decline in cattle supply. Um, then we've sort of seen that increase, that flow-on effect, that increase in demand and, and the urgency from feedlots to get cattle delivered um, and, and the competition in the bidding has increased. Um, that's ultimately been driving prices to where we are now, um, close to you know $3.90 for a feeder. So the market is mainly driven by the weather. Is that what you're seeing up your way? And what are the conditions like? We're hearing that there is more rain coming as well. Yeah, I think it's largely been driven by the rain. I think I think the rain is the biggest, the biggest weather, whether it's rain or drought, is the biggest market mover when it comes to the when it comes to cattle, uh, no matter what season we're in. Um, but yeah, producers obviously we saw a big plummet in prices, um, sort of October last year. So when that rain did come, producers are really trying to capitalise on that um and and keep cattle on feed get those weight gains that they can the heat has also been impacting the supply chain obviously we've seen a bit of a heat load issue in the past couple of weeks so that has impacted producers to feedlots feedlots to processes probably more so um so feedlots have had to implement heat management plans they haven't taken on as many cattle because it has been hot um yeah so the weather as a whole has really been impacting the market Jess, you're talking to feedlots every week, so you must get a lot of good information. What can you tell us about how they're feeling at the moment and what's the status? Do they need more cattle or are they happy with what they've got on at the moment? Yeah, I mean, they do. I suppose they're stuck between a bit of a rock and a hard place, I suppose, the feedlots. It's, um, you know, cost of gains is high, rations is high, cost of production is high. That's nothing new. Um Grain-fed kill, kill prices aren't as high as they probably could could be to break even, um, but feedlots still need throughput. You know, uh, some of your bigger corporate guys, are, some people will say, you know, an empty feedlot loses you more money than what a full one does. So I guess a lot of them did drop capacity um, at the end of last year. It sort of rained in December, so we saw a bit of cattle retention, so a lack of availability of cattle. So feedlots did sort of drop a little bit of capacity there, but in hope that when we come into the new year, there was that forecast of, you know, potential dry weather that we would see some more supply flow into the market. That didn't eventuate. Um, so we've obviously come through a, a, a wet run uh, and and for a very wide, basically the entire eastern states have, have had good rain. There's small pockets that haven't. Um but yeah, so that's just made it hard for a lot of feedlots are struggling to equal out their their exits with the cattle that they're coming in, rather than increasing capacity with more more cattle coming in um, than what they've got going out. So it's it's very tight at the moment with the amount of cattle that are available, um, and they're really struggling to sort of match that and build capacity. Processors are also a little bit worried about the volume of grain-fed cattle that we'll see sort of May, June, just because 
feedlots are really struggling to to get cattle on feed in feedlots at the moment. Um, so there is a little bit of concern from processes that, that we might have a little bit of shortage of grain fed. Kill cattle once we get to May, June period, um, which is sort of 100, and, 100 to 150 days from now. So I'm talking to Jess Clark today on Commodity Conversations, and Jess is the uh, lead aggregator of the Argus Media Information. I'm picking up, Jess, that you have a lot of good intel on the ground for that Queensland cattle market, and we really appreciate your time. I'm just spending some time on the Gold Coast with the Verbeck Group now, and I had a question about weaning, uh, and the question came from... Adriana Pott, who is also based as Verbeck's area sales manager in southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales. And the question is that um, with the rain that we're getting and the season that you've got in Queensland at the moment, will that mean that the breeders hang on to stock? And how will that impact feedlots' ability to bring in stock later? <laughs> I don't think that we're going to see a lot of wieners come up for sale in the north. Um, I know Rabobank actually said in their 2024 forecast this week that um, they think that there's room for, for herd growth, especially in the north part of the country. And after this rain, the amount of water that's coming down through the Channel countries, the amount of consistent rain that they've sort of had in the north and across into the Northern Territory, I think there's going to be a good bank of feed there, good soil moisture for them to want to grow those cattle out either to feed a weight to go on the live export or or to bullock weight to get killed to get killed directly uh so i think I, I don't think we'll see a whole lot of northern wieners up for sale um but yeah i mean there could be some patches that haven't received the rain that others have uh like in southern queensland there are patches that really haven't received the good rain that a lot a lot of other widespread areas have had and that we keep hearing about um so we could see a little bit just driven from that, uh, but but I don't think we'll I don't think we'll see too many northern wieners up for up for sale this year. Well, thanks, Jessica. It's been great to chat with you today. Your insights are really valuable, and I've really appreciated it. Keep up the good work um, with Argus because it's really beneficial to the industry, and we love to have those insights uh, and convey them to the broader industry. Thanks a lot, and all the best. All right, thank you, Robert. I appreciate you having me on here, and yeah, happy to. Happy to have a chat anytime.